we'll wait. <laughs> I'm ready. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Bear and the Swan. We're back. We back. We back. <laughs> <laughs> I know what you were about to say. No, I wasn't. Okay. Uh-uh. All right. <laughs> anyway, uh, my name is John. My name is Aaron, or also known sometimes as Sweet Bear. Yeah. But only to me. <laughs> only to you. Well, actually, you're known by that. By a lot of people. Around the world. Yes. Internationally known. <laughs> internationally renowned Sweet sensation. Bear. Allie. Sweet Bear. That was a Stars Born reference. I love a Stars Born. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. Sweet Bear, how are you today? You know, I'm having a sick day, unfortunately. Yeah. We are currently laying in bed recording this podcast. Uh, if you recall, on a previous episode, Sweet Bear said all she wants to do is be able to lay in bed while we record. And guess who delivered? Hubby (laughs) of the Year delivered and got a new set of microphones so that we can literally lay in bed while we do this. So now, Sweet Bear, you don't even have to get out of bed to record this podcast. How does that feel? It feels great, especially right now, honestly. Amen. Amen. Well, I'm glad that I could serve you in that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks. All right. Do you know what we're doing today? Um, I have a hunch. What is your hunch? That we're answering questions. Yes, we are. Today is one of those special episodes where we are answering questions from you, you all, the listeners. You all make this podcast happen. You know, (laughs) like we do this for you. Oh, no. Actually, we mostly do it for me. Yeah. Actually, we only do it for me. We definitely don't (laughs) do it for you, Air. No. (laughs) All right. But I like these episodes. I like to answer questions. All right. Well, are you ready for our first question? Oh, I'm ready. First question, funny enough, comes from Allie. (laughs) Wow. Not Lady Gaga's character in A Star is Born. I wish. But Allie, who listens to this show. Let's see what Allie's question is. All right, Allie, I'm ready. Okay. Two questions for y'all. One, how did you guys meet? And two, what is your best advice for a Christian athlete who's feeling burnt out? Oh, Allie, I just love hearing <laughs> everybody's voices. You should honestly see the <laughs> smile on Sweet Bear's face as soon as literally anyone starts speaking. Because I can't believe people like call in to ask us questions. I know, Don't it they is know pretty we cool. we a bunch of ids? It is pretty cool. And Allie has the sweetest I voice. I know. Allie, you sound awesome. Okay, so first question, how we met. How did we meet? John and I met. When I was in fifth grade and John was in seventh grade. That's right. Older men. (laughs) Boy, (laughs) you weren't a man. Um, And we actually don't remember like meeting. Yeah. Like the moment we met, but. Well, because when I always say this, when you're a little kid, you don't meet people. Uh It's not like, oh, we met at that thing. It's just sort of like. You know who each other are. You know people who are in your school or who are in your after-school activity. And that's what it was for us. Yeah, it was an after-school activity. We both grew up doing theater, like musical theater. We were in a musical together. We were in a musical, Little Women. Little Women. (laughs) Sweeper was part of the children's chorus. And John played an adult. (laughs) I did. I played an adult at seventh grade. Because what what you see right now (laughs) in terms of my sort of makeup, in terms of height and how old I look. I've pretty much looked this way since I was 12 years old. (laughs) So like there was a scene where the kids were supposed to be like playing outside and John was like one of the people like wrangling. I was supposed to be one of the like college students who was taking care of the kids for the teacher. And I was that child. 
You were one of the so children. So anyways, that's so how we... So I was we, your babysitter. Ew. That's ew. how we met. <laughs> so weird. Like officially, that's how we met. But yes. we basically did shows with that company for years and years and years. And so that's how we knew each other. Yep. We grew up like really, really close to each other. And what was the second half of the question? The second half of the question was, what's your advice for a Christian athlete who's feeling burnt out? Okay. So for me, I, I like the farthest I got as like an athlete was like junior varsity basketball. Yeah. So. But I feel like this is a good w- thing to answer for you from your time at Mamma Mia. Oh, okay. Um, For those of you that don't know, John was on Broadway in the hit musical, Mamma Mia. A hit, an international sensation, <laughs> just like Sweet Bear. Yeah. I'm as popular as Mamma Mia. Easily, easily. Um, So I think, and this is, I guess, just advice for burnout in general, because there have been several things, I think, in my life that I have felt really burnt out from, whether it was performing on stage in a musical or whether it has been, you know, YouTube or speaking or writing or whatever. One is just take a break, like say, take some time off. And I know for, I know for everyone that's, yeah, that's not an option, but if it is an option for you, I think taking a break is great. I think that's okay. But also a break could just be an evening. Like it could be a Sabbath. It doesn't have to be like, a week long vacation. Right. On it doesn't the beach. have to be like I'm taking a whole year off and I'm not playing I'm not playing soccer or whatever it might be, whatever your sport might be. It might just be, hey, I need a weekend or I need a vacation. Um, and really give yourself that break, like actually taking that time off and then moving forward, getting ahead of that burnout by scheduling those breaks and those Sabbaths and that rest in advance, I think is super important. Learning because Every single person needs rest from the work that they're doing, whether they're an athlete, whether they're a writer, a business person, whatever, they need rest from that. What we all have to learn is what is my rhythm in which I need to rest from it. Obviously, the biblical direction is one every seven days, taking a Sabbath, a rest from your work. But for some people, like I know I need that each and every day. Like I need to, as much as I would like to keep working, I need to stop myself and I need to take some rest, Mm -hmm. you know? And then the second thing I would say is perhaps doing some real deep thought and remembering the reason that you started in the first place and you're remembering your passion behind the thing that you're doing. And in your case, Allie, it's a sport you're playing. And for me, one of the biggest and easiest ways for me to do that is to teach someone else. Mm-hmm. You know, so maybe it's, you know, you find like a youth program that you can help coach and you just, for me, it's like seeing the joy of someone who is just at the start of their journey that remind and seeing their passion and that for them, they're not burnt out. They're not tired. They're just excited to get to play this sport or do this thing. That really reminds me of the joy that I used to have doing that thing. Mm-hmm. And that that's really helped me a lot, like getting back and, and coaching or teaching. That's good, that's good, that's good. Thanks, sweet bear. Next question. Next question. Hello, guys. My name is Damaris, and I'm listening to you from Argentina. And I'm currently a youth leader. So here's my question. How can I help this generation to be more passionate about God? I mean, they're great people. They come to church on Sunday. The majority of them join the youth group. But how can I help them want 
more of Jesus and God and the Holy Spirit in their lives the other five days of the week, besides praying and being a good testimony for them. So that's it. Thank you, guys. Keep being awesome. I love it. Argentina, that's crazy. Thank you, uh, Damaris, a.k.a. Dami. That's how. That's what she called herself on Anchor itself. By the way, if you have questions for us for another episode of this podcast, you can just download the Anchor app, search The Bear and the Swan, hit the voice message button, and you can hear your voice and put a huge smile on Sweet Bear's face for the next episode. Yay! Um... But this is a great question from Dami. Do you have anything, Sweet Bear? I do. Because we've both done a lot of work so with maybe young people I'll in go ministry. first because John's answer is probably going to be better. Not true. Um, as it typically is. Never. So I would just say, first of all, like you can take a breath and you talked about the Holy Spirit. Remember that the Holy Spirit is there to help you. And ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict these young people's hearts and to, you know, grow their relationship with Jesus. And we're just there to guide the Holy Spirit, like basically guide them to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Oftentimes we try and do too much. Yes. So I think just, so uh, that's so comforting to me is just thinking like, you know, God's got it. Like I'm going to help and I'm going to be there and I'm going to do what I can, but like ultimately it's God's job, you know? And so I think that's just comforting to me. That's really good. And one thing that I would add, and this is usually my advice anytime someone asks me, for any sort of advice regarding working with young people in ministry is relationship, 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 and authenticity within that relationship. One thing that young people are incredibly good at sniffing out is people who are being fake, people who are being inauthentic with Mm -hmm. them, especially within adults, especially adults who show up in their lives and feign having interest in them. The adult who shows up and genuinely cares, the adult who shows up and remembers their name and asks them questions about themselves, and the next week when they show up again, remembers that they had a test this week or remembers that they had a game this week and asks how that game or that test went, that communicates to that kid, oh, wow, this person actually listened to what I said. This adult actually listened to what I said to them and they remembered and they thought about me throughout the week. And what that does is it builds trust. And it's really hard for young people to trust any sort of adult because when you're young, think about when you were young, you thought of every, at least I did, I thought of every adult as an authority figure who was basically there to tell me what to do and to get me in trouble when I messed up. And so when you show them that you actually genuinely care about them, that builds trust. So then, like you're talking about, Dammy, you, you as you begin to pray for them and as you begin to be a living testimony, your actions and your words have a bigger impact on them. And when your actions and words have a huge impact, they have a better chance of making a difference in their lives day to day rather than just once a week. So I think relationship is huge, huge, really investing in an intentional way in these young people. That's good. Told you his would be better. No, not at all. You provided the base, mm. the foundation, the emulsion, and then I, the emulsion, if you will. And then I just put the noodles in yeah. and let it, let it cook. Great. Next question. Next question. Hey, John, and hey, Aaron. I just wanted to tell you first that Jesus loves you so much and that you are his children. Um, my question for you is, 
do you ever go out and witness or, or like go out to help the poor? I wonder because I really feel like that's an important aspect of being a Christian and of believing in God. Thank you. That question was from our boy, Paul. Hi, Paul. Thank you for your question. Thank you so much. Um, so I would say most of the outreach that we do is through our church. Um, and if I'm being quite honest, I don't think we do enough. <laughs> yeah, I I was thinking about because I saw this question come in, and I was thinking about it a lot. Um, and I, I will say this. I agree with you that I don't think we necessarily do enough. We have taken the opportunity to do a few different service projects with our church, whether it's an event that our church hosts, our church does a cool thing called the Christmas store, um, or, or whatever it might be. So I agree with you that we don't necessarily do enough. However, I also think that we as Christians need to, at the same time, we do need to be out there and, and witnessing to people and serving people, especially those uh, who are perhaps less fortunate than we are financially or whatever it might be. While I think that's important, I think it's also important for us to, one, have grace with ourselves mm-hmm. in knowing that there are so, so, so many ways that we as Christians can and should be serving in the world. And there is just no way to be able to do absolutely all of it. Yeah. And two, I think we need to recognize what our gifting is and what our calling is. Now, just because for me, for example, I have gifts of speaking and creativity. So much of the witnessing in the ministry that I do, it involves making videos or it involves traveling and speaking or it involves hosting people over at our house and and leading discussion or whatever it might be. That doesn't excuse me from serving the poor, Mm -hmm. but that isn't necessarily the thing that God has placed. That's not the burden that God has placed on my heart most heavily. Does that make sense? Yeah, that really makes sense. I think everybody, you know, there is something that their heart breaks for and I think God placed that on their heart and yours specifically is what you're doing for a living, Mm -hmm. you know? So I think there are many different ways to serve. Um, It's not just like soup kitchens and things like that. And although that's important and I think we should all be doing that, there's also the conversation with a friend when they're having a rough day. There's, you know, praying with somebody, praying for somebody, giving your money to things that you believe in, tithing and donating and things like that. So yeah, I just, it's, it's not as simple as just going and serving the homeless. Although yes, that's important and we should be doing it. It, It's also service in other ways. Yeah, absolutely. And knowing and trusting that while perhaps poverty is not something that it's not the burden that God has placed on my heart most heavily, Rather, the burden that God has placed on my heart is to help develop faith and grow faith in other people, specifically lukewarm Christians. Maybe God's going to use my words while I'm serving to call someone on whom on whose heart God has placed that burden yep. of poverty. You know what I mean? And I think that is the beauty of what the Bible refers to as like the body of Christ, we as Christians working together. Mm-hmm. I think that's really, really cool. Yep. Great question, Paul. Next question. Next question. Hi, guys. Um, thanks for the podcast. Um, my question is, since, you're, since you've become vegetarian and doing a whole healthy eating kick, what's one food that you eat a lot more of or that you've 
now love that maybe you didn't really eat before. Thanks. Bye. This is a great question from Kira. I love it. We have such a such an international presence on this. I am an international sensation. I told you. you, I I should have known. And also, I was in Mamma Mia. So (laughs) there you go. Um, but okay. Great question, Kira. Yeah, we've like shifted a lot of our menu because of Mm -hmm. becoming a vegetarian. A vegetarian. Becoming a, we we became one singular vegetarian. Each of us eat meat half of the time. <laughs> oh, I see. I see. Yeah, so you're saying we, we took half of me in this scenario. We took half of me and half of you and created one person who is a vegetarian. <laughs> what if we actually did that? That would be hilarious. That's really weird. Um, but the first thing that pops into my mind is Italian food, which is not healthy. But we did not eat a lot of pasta. We would never really go out for Italian. Like it wasn't really our favorite yeah, thing absolutely um and it's mostly because really, like i didn't want to pay 16 dollars for pasta mm, so that i know good. i can buy a whole pack of it for two dollars yeah, that's good though no probably not but it's it that was just my thinking you but know what anyways I mean? that's become like if we're gonna treat ourselves like pasta a nice pasta dish is is something that we'll do a lot um mm-hmm. and then yeah, I'm trying to think. What I eat, else? I just naturally eat way more veggies. Yes. Because when you can't eat meat, it's like, well, I guess I can just put more vegetables on my plate. Mm-hmm. Or and really, what it is for me, it's like when I put a meal together, I look at them and I say, oh gosh, I only have carbs on this plate. Yeah, that's like I the only hard have thing. bread and potatoes, and that I like I need to have veggies, otherwise I'm not eating anything but carbs. Yeah, and which for helps. me, cheese was I had a lot when I first started vegetarian. Yeah. I ate so much cheese because it's like... It's hard not just to eat cheese pizza every day. Yeah, just stuff (laughs) cheese in something and call it a vegetarian meal. Right. Um, So, yeah, we definitely narrowed that down. But, yeah, a lot. we're still doing a lot of meat substitutes, like meatless ground beef from Trader Joe's and, you know, veggie burgers and things like that. We love veggie burgers. I do love a good veg burg. Mm, Let's get Lenona for dinner. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I just got so happy. (laughs) I just got my heart went a flutter. <laughs> I am so excited. Lenona is this restaurant that I absolutely love and Sweet Bear just doesn't want to go as often as I do, but their veggie burger is so, so, so good. And I can't wait. Just remind me, I have to not get the jam on it. Oh, true. Because a lot of veggie no, burgers doesn't... add like sweet jam or oh, sweet does something have to like it. Like a tomato paste yeah. on it. Okay, is... anyways, nobody cares about All right. this. <laughs> anyway, next question. Next question. Final question. Final question. From Anna. Hi, John and Aaron. This is Anna from Seattle. And my question from, for you is, how do you find your confidence after you've lost it? Because I feel like lately I've totally lost it and I would love to get it back. Bye. <laughs> so Anna with her second question. I love it. This, Anna sounds awesome. On this podcast, Anna asked a question in on like the original Q&A episode and she is back with this one about confidence. Sweet mm-hmm. Bear, do you have anything to add here? Yeah, I was just thinking about this actually this week about how the older I get, the more confident I get um, because it's actually something I've really struggled with my whole life. And I feel like people think of confidence as you don't think you're pretty or you're not like outgoing. But for me, it was more about the decisions I made and just believing in myself, Hmm. whether that be in my job or in my relationships, I would always second guess things I would say. Like, for example, I would write something on social media 
And I'd be like, oh, is that like, are people going to tear that apart? Like, I don't know. That was a big thing for me. But I think age is honestly like the older I get, the more confident I get. And I think it's just because I'm realizing more and more that my life is my life and that I can choose to live it how I want to and how I believe is best. And obviously I take into account, you know, the Bible and God and, you know, wise counsel and things like that. But for me, that was such a big freeing idea that like, it's my life. It's nobody else's. Hmm. Um, and I don't know. And if so that, you don't want to live your life based on what you think other people are thinking yeah, or saying cares? about you. Who cares about that? Like life is so short and I know that's such a cliche, but my dad went through a major surgery this year. And I think that really just hmm. sort of rocked me to my core. Like, Oh my goodness. Like he's a healthy, very healthy man. And mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden, you know, it was a genetic condition, but just to see how fragile like your body is and how fragile life is, it's like, who cares what other people think? Like you have, you have, if, if you're happy with yourself and this is, it, you know, if, if you're not happy with yourself and you feel like there are some major things wrong in your life, this doesn't apply to you. Mm-hmm. But if you feel happy and you feel like you're living as God has called you to live, then who cares what other people say? Obviously there are some people in your life that, you know, if you have very close friends that come to you and say, listen, I think, you know, this is something going on with you or whatever. Like, obviously there are people like if John came to me, if my friend Kaylee came to me and said, seems like you're struggling with this or whatever, I would listen. But other than that, I don't care what other people say because I'm happy and I'm, confident in my life now. And I think Mm -hmm. that can be a choice that you make. Yeah. And I don't know. It's, and then if, on the other hand, if it's confidence having to do with your looks or your personality or your body or anything like that, all I have to say is that God made you and he made you beautifully. And it's very hard to accept that sometimes. And I still struggle with that all of the time, but you know, Yes, you can go on a diet. Yes, you can get new clothes. Yes, you can do your hair different, whatever. But until you come to terms with the fact that God made you how he made you and he thinks you're beautiful, none of that is going to help. And it's a very hard concept to understand and to grasp, but you have to work on that. And I still am working on that every single day. Okay, wow. Okay. Word bomb. Okay. (laughs) How about it, girl? Okay, you have anything to add? What's interesting, first of all, I love you so much. That was so great. I love you so much. Um, It really was. That was awesome. But something that's interesting that comes to mind when you were talking is you said, you know, with age, you've become more confident. I feel like I've had the exact opposite experience. (laughs) I feel like the older I have gotten, like the less confident I've got, like the more I second guess myself. Mm -hmm. I never used to walk away from a conversation with somebody and think and really second guess it. Whereas now it happens a lot where I'll walk away from an evening and I'll even bounce it off you where I'm like, Hey, was I like really quiet tonight? Or like, do you think blah, blah, blah thought I was like this or I'm like all of a sudden incredibly self-conscious with the way I'm sort of coming off with other people. And and I'll, I'll circle back to that. But one thing I've noticed in you, I have noticed you have become so much more confident, especially in the last couple of years. And I think a big part of it is you are one of the, people that I know who, who I think about them and I'm like, that person knows who they are. Mm -hmm. Like, you know who you are and 
you know what you stand for, you know what you care about, you know what you love, you know what's important to you, and you know what's not important to you. Yeah. And when you begin, I think when you began to understand that, you begin to walk with more confidence mm-hmm. in your life. And for me, I think in the last couple of years, I've really begun to question a lot. We, we've talked about this on this podcast a lot, especially last year. I was questioning a lot of like, who am I? And who did God create me to be? Or have I just been living as this like fake version of myself for so many years and just being whatever was most convenient in the moment? And so with that, I began to lose a lot of my confidence because I didn't know what I stood for. I didn't know what I cared about. Mm-hmm. And for me, to to get back to your question, Anna, for me, that has started, I feel that starting to change. And part of that is because I think I'm getting back to knowing who I am. And one of the things very practically that I did at the end of last year is I sat down and I wrote... I wrote a few things out in, and I, what I did was I took each area or category of my life. So I was like health, um, marriage, relationships, faith, fitness, career. And what I did is I wrote several sentences, a few sentences on this is the type of person I am in this category. And this is the type of person I am not. Mm. So with like, health, for example, I wrote, I am, you know, things like I am the type of person who exercises regularly, eats well, and goes to the doctor regularly. And then I wrote, I am not the type of person who binge eats, makes excuses for not going to the doctor and, you know, whatever it might be. And I just wrote those. So I kind of like chose, I, instead of like discovering who I am, I chose And I said, this is who I'm going to be moving forward. This is the person that I'm going to be. And since I have done that, it's like I have somewhere that I'm, I have a person that I'm reaching towards. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a version of myself that I'm moving towards. And that gives me more confidence. And I think to piggyback off that, like a couple other logical steps um, would be, and we talk about this a lot, but if you haven't taken the Enneagram yet, I think that really helped me in discovering, like you said, who I am. And why I feel certain things. And I think a big part of that is like, why am I feeling upset about this? Mm -hmm. And I can like trace it back to my Enneagram type. And I'm like, okay, this is why I'm feeling upset. It actually has nothing to do with, you know, what I thought it had to do with my worth. Yes. Anything like that. It's just because I'm feeling unsafe. I messed up in some way. Or, you know, whatever that may be. So that really, truly did help me. And then like, secondly, and this is, I know cheesy and people hate, I hate when people say this, but if you really feel like you're playing the comparison game, get off of social media for a little bit. Yeah, homie. Even if it's a day, even if it's an evening, just take yourself out. You are not competing with anybody on the internet. Stop comparing yourself to other people. And I'm talking to myself here, Mm -hmm. but you know, sometimes it's really just, whoa, you need to unplug because it's so easy to get into that fog and to not even realize that you're playing the comparison game. So, you know, I think that could be another thing to help you sort of get out of that. That's good stuff, Sweet Bear. Thank you, everyone, for asking questions. Yeah, that was fun. I love these the best. Yeah, Sweet Bear really likes these episodes. If you enjoy episodes like this, then what you need to do is you need to download the Anchor app. You need to search the bear and the swan. You need to click the voice message button, and you need to leave us a question. Seriously, go ahead. Do it right now. I guarantee you will get on the next episode if you do. Before we go, Sweet Bear, one nice thing about each other. Oh. I kind of nice start. Thing. So I'll start. 
All star. Okay. Um, and this is, I started to hint at this at, at the end. You have, I have watched you become so much more confident and I am so much more scared of you <laughs> than I used to be only because it's like, I, but at the same time, I'm so much more proud of you than I used to be too. Cause I'm so incredibly proud to be married to a woman who has strong opinions and knows what she wants and knows what she cares about and knows what's important to her and is going to stand up for that. So I'm very proud of that, but I'm also sometimes a little afraid of it. <laughs> Don't be afraid of it. He says that. I think that sounds weird to the outside I just think world. It's just cause you're, you're a boss lady. Like you're a boss lady. <laughs> Thank you. Um, one nice thing about you and you're going to hate me oh, for saying no. this, but last night I came to John with a little idea <laughs> <laughs> and <laughs> it's kind of something I do often in our marriage where I find a great deal on a piece of furniture that I love online that we don't need that we don't need because we already have one currently sitting That's in our living room. Good. We have a great coffee table in our living room, but I found one that I love and you always say yes. <laughs> you always make it work. Well, you also know how to make a really good case. I do. So. <laughs> I'm persuasive. You're but very anyways, persuasive. I just love you that you're let you go along with my crazy ideas. And how much do you love our new coffee table? I think it's great. I think it's great. So there. Awesome. Well, thank you everyone for listening. If you enjoy this podcast, please subscribe. Make sure to download every single episode and please leave a review. Leave a five-star review and let us know or leave a one-star review and let us know what no. you didn't like, but only five stars, especially for the internationally renowned yes, Sweet sensation. Bear. Sensation Sweet Bear. And we'll see you next time. Is that all? Yep, that's all. Say, Say something, something nice. nice. I'm talking into both the mics at the same time.